0: hello. Welcome to culture,
1: a, culture fear. Culture fear. Culture got the fear. We fear. We got got the fear. We fear. That song does my head in. But let's put that to one side, shall we?
0: Hello, if it's your first listen, welcome to Culture Fear, and if it's not, welcome back. As I'm talking to you now, we're a day into Snowmageddon here in London. Just want to quickly mention two records that have come out recently. Check out the Slowlight record on Struggletown Records. It's their last release of the label ever, and what a record to go out on. If you like your post-rock, post-hardcore, definitely check that record out. And you might remember episode 3's John Bear. Well, his band Snob have just released their first LP and it is absolutely brilliant. Check it out on La Vida Es Un Muse's Bandcamp along with loads of other amazing records. Honestly, that album is amazing, raging, hardcore. If you're into songs about pepper spray and Jeremy Kyle, I'd get onto it. Today's episode is with my dear friend Patrick Ware, a.k.a. Dose. I've known him for almost a decade at this point and hanging out with him last month was possibly the most confident and comfortable I've ever seen him. As you'll find out, it seems like everything is coming together for him and he's really thriving off of that. And a big part of that is him joining Joyce Manor, which we talk about at the end of our conversation. I met those through going to see his band Sprainard and when I think about it, they're probably my favourite band ever. I was fortunate enough to see them around 50 times. They looked after me when I was over in America. They introduced me to so many of my friends that I still have now. They took me on tour in both America and Europe. The people they are and the way they conducted themselves has been a huge part of the person I am. Sitting down with Dose and picking his brain about so much was really fun and interesting. I think we spoke a lot about things he hadn't thought about for years and honestly, I'm really, really happy with how it all came out and I'm excited for you to hear it. Once you've finished listening, let me know what you think. We're on all the socials under at Culture Fear. If you enjoy it, please subscribe, tell iTunes you enjoyed it with a review, or tell your friends about the podcast. Thank you. Enjoy. How are you doing, Dose? Good. Good, good. What have you been up Fine. to?
1: Driving around the UK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the left-hand side of the road. Uh, yeah, it's. I've just been... This is my first time on a vacation. Yeah. Like I've never, um, this is the first time I've I've left my house (laughs) for longer than a day (laughs) that hasn't been like on a family vacation or on like a tour. Yeah. Like Caitlin and I are traveling. This is my first time just going somewhere for no reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like just to go. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like nice. And there's other times where I'm like, what do people.
0: Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? What do you do? And like, wow,
1: I'm not just, like, going to, like, crappy bars and, like, <laughs> getting there at four and then leaving. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, wow, we can do, like, fun
0: stuff. Yeah, we've got ten hours to explore the city tomorrow rather than an hour.
1: Right, yeah. And it's, like, yeah, yeah it's it's really fun. Uh, it's it's different in, in, like, a good way. Nice. Which is cool.
0: So today is Saturday and um, you got in. When did you get in? Uh, Tuesday we flew in. And then uh,
1: drove to Cam- picked up the rental car, drove to Cambridge. Cool. S- just like hung out there, walked on the river, saw King's College. Like just yeah, walked, got food. That's kind of the thing that's like the same though. Is that like when you know, and like when somebody asked me like, "What was tour like?" I'm like, "It was cool. We went there and then got food and From left." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's yeah. kind of just fun, like. Especially, like, with Caitlin and I, like, you know, been dating for seven years, live together, and it's just, like, but when you, like, go on a trip, like, last night, we were, like, driving in the car for, like, seven hours. I'm like, wow, you've never just, like, hung out at rest stops with me. Yeah, But, like, this yeah. is all I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just, like, you know, you kind of, like, do new stuff with the person. It's, I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah. You yeah. do new stuff with, like, the person that you're traveling with. But And then, so we went to Cambridge, and then... uh Drove to Edinburgh, did the hike, did Arthur's Seat.
0: Sweet, yeah, dude. yeah. Um, my um, stepdad's, my old stepdad, who I grew up with, her, his uh, mum was ashes. Went with her actually. Really? Yeah, because she was from Edinburgh. Yeah, dude, yeah. it is like amazing. Cool amazing. You seen train spotting? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> everyone was yeah. Everyone tells <laughs> me about train spotting, train spying two. I yeah, guess. Yeah. I like guess it's a, like
0: all those spots. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah I've never seen that. Yeah. You um, McGregor's cool.
0: Yeah. Do you go walk the mile up to the castle?
1: Yeah, we did um so the first day we were there we did um we did Arthur's seat, hiked all the way up it. Which like I mean, you know, Caitlin and I, we are not like hiking people. So it was like like we went up and we were like, wow, this is great. We should like start hiking now. Yeah. And then like on the way down, we took like the difficult way down. So we like were like sliding down like rocks oh, yeah, and places. And, yeah, I mean, and then like the next day. I woke up just like so just like stiff as a board like I'm never hiking again (laughs) like just give it give me a tv and the sopranos it's like my idea of fun (laughs) yeah but uh yeah we did that and then the next day we did like the Royal Mile walked up to the castle just like she'd never been there so it was just cool to do that went to some pubs I tried haggis
0: yeah, I mean, it's been a while for me, so. I had
1: the regular, I had, like, the, you know, the the gross, like, fucked up, like, <laughs> sheep kind, yeah, you know? Okay. And then uh, I had uh, the veggie haggis, which was good.
0: Yeah. Got to try it, I guess, when you're up there, Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, Whatever. like, fine, yeah, isn't it? It so was... This is probably a reason why it never got further than Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but they're all fine folks up there. <laughs> it's gross, man. Yeah uh,
1: But yeah And then we came back down here Cool Stayed in your uh, Practice space Yeah
0: <laughs> Nice um, So I guess um, Yeah let's take it all the way back So When did I meet you? When you, you <laughs> Before that <laughs> So when you started playing Did you Were you into music And then you played drums Or like How did that work? Um, I
1: I was trying to think about answering this because it's it's really hard to like go back and think about like the time it happened i mean i was in back all the way in like third grade so third grade is what i mean in us i, yeah. I was 10 maybe like yeah. 8 nine, ten yeah, around yeah, that age yeah. and uh i started playing like just snare drum in like a yeah.
0: concert band yeah because that still like that's, that's how you start. That i feel like and that defines your drumming still that yeah. and Travis Barker, I'm like, that's kind of where Dose's bread was buttered. Totally. And everything went from there.
1: I started very much, uh, like, in the, like, school and, like, traditional, like, learning through, you know, learning how to read music. Like yeah. in theory, like, that was, like, big in me learning how to play drums. It wasn't just, like, yeah. oh, these other the freaks yeah, want you to be play in this band with them. Yeah, play faster. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> like, like, I feel like I didn't learn that way. Uh, but, yeah, so I didn't, like, I did, like, school band stuff through, you know, probably until I was, like, in high school. Like, you know, 13, 14. Then I started doing marching band, um, which, like... I didn't want to like once I got to like eighth grade, that's when I started playing in like punk bands. Okay. So, so so I was like 13 when I started, like I joined my first like punk band. We did like covers. What what was this? It was called the uprising. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Um,
0: and we did play guitar in one of those bands like back then as well.
1: Later on. Yeah. I played in guitar in my first band with Pat. Okay. Um, the domino theory. I have not been in one band that has a good band name. Um, okay. Have you? Um, <laughs> I've never been in a good band Losing like, Sleep,
0: I like, really legitimately like As a band name Losing Sleep's a good band It's got band a bit name. to it Yeah
1: It's catchy mean And it's not things. like
0: And it's not like I'm surprised that no one else had it Dumb
1: Yeah exactly It's like It's like You're like oh yeah That sounds like a band Yeah All the bands I've been in It's like wow thought- This sounds
0: like It's gonna be bad <laughs> I thought is <Sprayna's laughs> amazing Cause like I guess Like It's Googleable but then I guess you have yeah. Punishers coming up to be like, oh, I Google Sprainerd, You like Tim and Eric?
1: Yeah, which is, like, fine. I don't mind talking about that. It's more like when I'm at, like, Thanksgiving or, like, Christmas <laughs> with my family. and They're like, what's your band called? I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, Sprainerd. They're like, what's that? I'm like, who cares? Like, you know. But, um, but, yeah, so I started playing, like, punk bands in, like, eighth grade, just doing, like, we did, like, you know, covers and played, like, Misfits covers. So what?
0: So when... uh. So when you started playing the drums, like drumline, when did you, what music, when did you start finding your own music and stuff that you enjoy?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, that was around that same time. Like, uh, I mean, I was probably 13, 14 at this point, but like when I was like 11, 12, you know, getting it out of middle school, getting into high school, that's when I, you know, discovered blink 182. Yeah. Um, I didn't. People always say, like, and that's when I got into Blink-182 and Green Day. But, like, I didn't start listening to Green Day until, like, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, I kind of missed it. Yeah, um,
0: sometimes you do, and yeah. sometimes, sometimes like, guess, you can go back and it's crap. I get, Yeah, I and guess. And you can't get into it later on sometimes. But now it's I, like, really like, appreciate great. it more. Yeah. I'm like,
1: oh, wow, this these songs, like, kind of hold up. Like, I go back yeah. and listen to Blink-182 for, like, nostalgia's sake. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. I like it still because it's a big part of my life. But like, there's some songs where I'm like, this is just bad, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like,
0: yeah. um,
1: but yeah, so I got into that and then I just really wanted to like, um, I, between like playing drums, I never was like good at drums ever. Okay. Um, and like, I think bands like that, um, like just like, I really wanted to start, I guess like somewhere early in high school, I wanted to like. Being a band, but I didn't really know what that meant, you know? I didn't really know, like... You know, when you first started band, you're like, I'm just going to play in this band because it's fun. Yeah. But then it started getting to, like, when I joined Drumline, that's when I kind of started to learn, like, oh, wow, you can, like, spend a lot of time in a day and just get better at it. Yeah. Like, it kind of taught me how to practice.
0: And I I found it... Maybe I was never taught, but it's easy to forget that practice literally makes perfect. Like yeah. when you practice, you know.
1: And I think that that is something that like I um, value a lot now, even more so than I used to. Like, obviously, like when I got into punk and, you know, liking bands like that, because like at, shortly after, you know, high school and like meeting Pat and all of them, that's like when, we, you know, we got into like... um more of like the fest kind of like DIY yeah, yeah, scene, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like Latterman and like all those bands. And then, um, but like, you know, before that I, I still like valued like, wow, I just want to be like really good at my instrument.
0: Yeah. Um, master it.
1: Yeah. And I still every, like th- that just never gets old. It's like addictive, you know? Yeah. Um, what are you,
0: what's the best drummer that you've been? Is that right now? Or no, I've is like, that
1: cause I, dude, I mean,
0: fun I titles so that. Be probably right?
1: yeah there was like there was a time at that time in my life i was just like uh not doing
0: much i mean i remember <laughs> when um i came over yeah you were over there for, yeah that for point, three months yes. and every night you'd be you'd just sit and like you'd be drumming upstairs yeah and then you'd go and do the insanity workout <laughs> and then you'd drum a bit more and i guess he was just drumming to like the roots at the time yeah and just like learning all of their like feels and stuff yeah i
1: had like a hip-hop phase
0: (laughs) and you just animal absolute it's all
1: well it's like i it was kind of like how i would imagine people treat i was going through the the phase of my life what i was going through was like similar to how you know when you see somebody and like you see your buddy and like oh they like just were in like a long relationship and they like broke up with someone and like you know,
0: and I just climbing. see them at
1: bars a lot. And like, I see them, you know, like at parties a lot. Like, I think instead of doing that, I just locked myself in my room. And that yeah. was like yeah. the way I dealt with it. It was yeah. just like having to like hyper focus on something else to get yeah. your mind off. Yeah. You know, your life kind of being shitty. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I never, that was like really when I started to like care about playing drums, I never cared about like even like when we did uh cut and paste first spranded record all those like first demos and in seven inches i never really knew what i was doing yet okay i never i was like oh it'll be fun to play like fast and weird stuff but i never knew what i was doing and then like when it came out to fun title like we found out like asian man was gonna do it and i was like oh wow yeah like, let's step up i need coffee. to like i should like try and make this good and uh yeah it's like all i did for nine months was just play drums <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I remember at the time Pat saying like um it'd be like one every three shows that um there'd just be like someone would come up and be like oh that was cool your drummer is amazing <laughs> you'd be like oh thanks but dude Cheers. I mean that's what was funny
1: is like I didn't but what's funny is at that point I didn't I also had this weird mentality of I didn't care about that all I cared about was that band yeah, yeah like yeah. I just wanted people to like I didn't, I didn't want people to think I was a good drummer or care if I was a good drummer. I just wanted to be a good drummer because I wanted people to like that band.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, I
1: like, yeah. that's all I cared about at that point.
0: Yeah. Um, let's, we're, 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 uh, diving into like the middle of Sprayla. Let's quickly jump back. So we went,
1: we drew, we went like eight
0: years in like five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll, yeah. So when did you meet Pat and Mark?
1: Um, pretty awful time in my life (laughs) um so like i was doing drumline thing i um funny story about drumline uh so i was it was the night before my first day of high school okay so like first day of like you know being in school with like kids that are like 18 you know i was 14 like i was just like so scared yeah um and I also got redistricted, so I got moved to a new school. So I was going to this new school with, like, nobody I knew, really. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it was, like, the night before, and I guess I had signed up for Drumline because, like, I played drums, and my parents were like, oh, you should do this. It'll be fun. You meet people. And I was like, sure. And then, like, the night before, I I remember it was the night before my first day of high school. I was just like, no, I'm not going. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, to Drumline tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to fucking do this yeah you can't make me (laughs) and they were like yeah you're definitely going like you have to and uh i like cried i was like yelling at them i was like no just absolutely not and then they made me go and it just like changed my life it just like made me care about something yeah yeah, um so then that that for that four years it always just like was something i could do it kind of kept me out of trouble like it kind of the kids that I became friends with were all like, to this day, I keep in touch with some of them. They're like really just like, you know, they're not, they don't like the same stuff as me, but it's just like, yeah. they're good people. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I met Pat and Mark. My band played, this is like right around that time, I was like 14, 15 doing the drumline thing. But like my other uh, punk band was playing the show and we played with Pat's band I found them on pure volume. Okay. Uh, and they were called the domino theory and I found them on there and we hung out uh, and I was wearing a dumb and dumber t-shirt. Like for whatever reason, I was wearing a t-shirt <laughs> with like Harry and Lloyd from dumb and dumber on it and Pat came up to me. And he was like, dude, that's the best movie of all time. And I was like, I know.
0: I, I <laughs> Some know. things never change. I know. Yeah.
1: And that was like, <laughs> we talked about that, you know, for the next 12 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's how we met, we played a show and then. So know, they weren't at the same school? Different schools. I didn't go to the same school as either of them. Um, and, but we met and like, just kind of hit it off Yeah, really quick. And I, that's when we started, uh, wrap it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was like, do you want to be in a band with me? And I was like, sure. I've never, nobody's ever like asked, like, I guess my friend Kyle and I, who started my first band, we just like started the band together, but Nick, nobody's been like, "Do you want to be in a yeah, band?" Like yeah, it yeah. was just like a thing that I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, these new kids like like me. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh see, so, yeah, we started that stupid uh hardcore band, and then just became friends. Like I've just met all those people. Yeah. So Mark um, was
0: in that at the time as well. Playing that's when Mark joined and, and Sean.
1: And I've just I met so many. I met like the six or seven just like best people i'll ever meet in my life in like a month you know what i mean and it was like at just a horrible time like i didn't have any friends in high school um like i was like the first person i ever dated who i like fell in love with i was just like just dumped me (laughs) and it was just like i was in high school i was so sad yeah um like a month after i met pat my dad died it was just like the best time I could have met those yeah, people, it yeah. happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it just took my life in like this uh, different direction, yeah. you know? And then two years later, um, we started Spraynard. Like at the yeah, end of
0: Yeah, so, so you end up joining the Domino Theory, right? Yeah, Domino Theory was a um, just band that nobody but it was like without the domino theory like sprainers it was like obviously the same members with andrew yeah yeah so andrew um it's
1: funny it's funny that andrew comes up because i see andrew more than any of them now yeah yeah because he works at caitlin's job so i see him and we're just like hey what's up (laughs) like i like I just catch up with him every once in a while.
0: Amazing guy. um, Hydrogen Records. Check it. Hydrogen Man Records, he does. Uh, Cool hardcore label, if you like that.
1: He was also in that band, Dying.
0: Yeah. He's just been... He's like... Very handsome. Very... Great smile, great eyes.
1: One of the... uh, One of the best-looking people I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) He's just... Oh, dude, I know. He's just got... (laughs) He's just got, like, grey... Just, like, kind of grey hair. Like, dude... Um, it's what it looked like in my dreams. Um, but you,
0: you did a full American tour on that Domino Theory album, right?
1: The Domino Theory was a band that when we would play our local hometown, 10 people would go and sing along. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And, like, that, and that made us think that we had any business <laughs> playing in front of 30 cities across the country <laughs> to zero people. And losing so much like that was like we like oh ten people are singing our songs buying a van buying a trailer <laughs> with like the money we saved from working at an arcade you know like that yeah so we did that I mean that
0: is spray nudes how but it starts <laughs> like I mean, working the working the arcade save the money the, that's
1: the thing like I. I always think like how stupid was I? I laugh about it, but like that's the only that's reason I know stupid. how to do it.
0: That's not stupid. I don't think anyway. It's
1: the only reason you know. You, it's yeah, the only yeah, reason yeah. you figure out how to do it. You have to do some just. But on
0: that tour, awful like, tours, you know. Yeah, and on that tour, like the idea of Sprainers was like Be- made it, on that. tour, It right? became
1: uh, relevant that
0: like. You know, um, I remember as, uh, Pat telling me once, like you had that riff for Zach and Cody, and Andrew was like, "What is this? this isn't Domino Theory?"
1: Yeah, and it wasn't even like as much musically an idea as as much more like on that tour, like me, Pat, and Mark kind of like just like figured out, like, "Wow, the three of us are like tight," and like we became really close, and we all lived in the suburbs, and Andrew was moving to the city; he was going to start going to art school, so it just be kind of came a thing. It kind of became a thing, like you know, the three of us just want to do this. Yeah. yeah, And let's just do it all the way. Yeah. yeah. So Pat and I, um, like we did that Domino Theory tour the day after I graduated high school. Um, and we got home from that. Uh, I moved, Pat and I both moved out of our parents' house into the Creep Records house, which is a did you ever go there? You were, No. no yeah, that I was might. before. It was seriously like living in a dumpster. Like it was like the worst, <laughs> yeah. grossest punk house. Um,
0: with I, a studio in the garden, right? With a oh, sorry, soundproof
1: studio in the basement. Like So like this guy who owned the house was never there. It was basically just Pat and I. And we just happened to have a studio in the basement. And that's where we like started the band. Yeah. We, we could just and like pretty write old, all night. And like know?
0: pretty cool people might record there, right? Oh yeah, Um, remember you saying like wagon shoots from (laughs) Kid Dynamite? Who's playing drums? Oh, it's like the best drummer. Yeah, I I walked downstairs
1: one morning and I heard somebody playing drums. I was like, some fucking assholes playing my drums right now. And I like, I was like, I it's like eight in the morning, and I walked downstairs like in my boxers to like get my laundry, like right next to this recording studio. And he opens the door and he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And it was just like my hero, you know, like (laughs) Dave Wagon (laughs) shoots. And I was like hi and I was like walked upstairs
0: (laughs) Pat wake up
1: never going back down there again but uh yeah his band he was in like a band with um (laughs) Uh, Ernie from grey area Yeah, higher giant Giant. yeah they were
0: recording there um so that was cool he Uh, he played my drums so you like so Sprainard recorded like put out this demo yeah um did people care like locally so it's funny how I was talking about
1: like when we were in high school, there was like 10 kids would come to Domino Theory shows and it was like, Oh cool. These are our friends and they like our band. Um, Sprainard um, really wanted to put an emphasis on like kind of curating and creating more of like a scene kind yeah. of thing in our, in our town. Because when you, we graduate high school, I don't know if it's, like, similar out here, but if you have, like, a smaller town here, it's, like... Everyone leaves. Everyone goes to London. Or, like, everyone goes to, like, Manchester. You know what I mean? Like, everyone kind of goes away to university or college or whatever. So, it's, like, um, we kind of wanted to stick in our town and, like, kind of create something cool, like, special. Um, So, we started booking house shows at the house we lived in. Um, And kids started coming. Like, kids in high school, kids in college. Like, 30, 40, 50 kids would come to these shows. And the first Sprainer show ever, um, the demo had been online for like a week and we made, Pat and I dubbed a hundred demo tapes on like a tape deck yeah, just by hand. And we just handed them all out for free and they're, they exist somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Every yeah. once in a while, like I see someone like sold one at eBay for like 18 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> not bad. I'm like, you got that for free, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So we did that, and I think people started to kind of care, like, yeah. early on, because it was just this new thing that like there weren't bands in Westchester.
0: But and there, there have been a history. Westchester like, has a history of like good punk music from that, and house obviously in it's also too. got the alternative thing of like Bammesera and his yeah. friends.
1: Yeah, it's like it's not a it's not like a straight suburban town. It's had a history of like. And, like, people joke about the Bam Rajera thing, but, like, that guy basically kind of before he did Jackass. Yeah. Like, CKY and all those people, like, kind of brought this sort of, like, counterculture to Westchester. Yeah, 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 They They started, like, a skate team. And, like, there's, like, that skate shop has been in downtown Westchester since. Like, there's, like, Fairman's skateboarding team, like, still exists. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, like, that kind of <clears throat> vibe. It, it's definitely, like, an arts town. Um, there's a college there. Um, so that, that helped a lot. Um, and we, you know, played our first few shows in Westchester and then we started playing in Philly and when kids in Philly started liking it and singing along, that's kind of when we knew like, oh, maybe this isn't like, maybe we're not in a bad band Yeah.
0: Well, what about when you saw people from the UK talking about Spreener? That was, that was the first thing that
1: was started to feel weird. That's when it started to feel like weird in a in a good way <laughs> yeah, yeah weird in a good way like wow people because that was also like the first internet thing that happened like you guys in particular posted about us on
0: fantastic yeah, uh, message- forum yeah because P- i remember forum. how i found that demo how like well i not I I, even know i never even knew I, how i found it because um our friend dave house who had put in his record out on Runner Up Records. Mm. He had Sean Morris, who was a singer and wrap it up, in his uh who run that label in his like Top Friends on MySpace. So me being like, I want to hear all the music ever, like yeah. just like added him on MySpace, wrote a comment on his wall, yo, what like what music's good at the moment? And he replied, This Brainerd and obviously you didn't have a MySpace, but like yeah. this Sprained thing and it was a zip file and it was like High Tide Hotel as well. Yeah. High Tide kind of got pushed to the side <laughs> a little bit. I'm sure I bought their uh, yeah. LP and 7-inch, yeah. but the Sprained thing. And then obviously with the forum, like being like, there was, I guess like community, I don't know. If well, I guess, it's, yeah, there was a community of people that posted on that forum a lot. Right. And obviously like the Latterman thing was a bit of a thing at the time. And then, I mean, it. It's, it was probably like 15 people, but like when you're like in that space you think and you I still see you still feel like if 15 people talk about your band that's like
1: it's 15 cool. it's 15 more people than you ever think are going to talk about your yeah band.
0: yeah yeah and um that's where it came yeah i just posted it on the forum and then people were like oh this is really cool
1: yeah and then when you messaged us and we're like you should come over here like tour over here that was like our second tour and we did it here.
0: <laughs> with a demo... With a, well, no, it was just a split 7-inch, right? We had a demo Did you have CD? Like, yeah.
1: And a, or no, no, somebody made tapes for us. Oh, okay. Um, no, that was after the fact, right? Gav? Gav made them after the fact. I thought he made it for the
0: first oh, tour. okay, cool. Maybe
1: Or maybe we brought... Whatever. We had yeah. tapes. and a split maybe, with Captain
0: Wissink. And a split. Which sells for a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. I Dude, I found one in my house the other day. <laughs> I might I might,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. put that
1: baby online. Um but, uh, yeah, we came over here. The shows were, like, <laughs> just crazy. Like, <laughs> like the fact that there was, like, 20, 30 kids just, like, yeah. going... I remember the Swansea one. That was nuts, yeah. Kids were, like, going crazy. And it's, like, who... Like, you know, I, it was just... It was so yeah. cool. I always will remember that tour. Um, and um, it happened to be with, like, a band that, like, we just became best friends with. yeah, yeah. Like, I still... You know, I'm just on vacation and, like, I planned it around seeing, like, yeah. people I met on that tour. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, yeah. So it's... it's um, Disclaimer for the listeners, I was not on that tour. I was a 17-year-old that was on summer holidays and decided to get buses to each show. You followed
1: that tour. You were <laughs> yeah. not on that tour. No. You followed that tour. Yeah. Like a
0: bad smell. Yeah. With no ID to get into half the places.
1: Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you and I, different relationship back then. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Didn't really know each other that well. <laughs> I was like, who are these kids like following us? <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Um and then uh I guess after that tour we kinda came home and that's when we decided we should make a record, you know, like make a a proper like L P and yeah. like write songs. So we started writing songs after that and that became uh cut and paste.
0: Yeah. And that was with Phil
1: Phil from uh Iron Cheek, Ladderman. Um who was just like great friend now, but at the time recording a him was like a big deal, you yeah, know. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> We get to his house and he's like, <laughs> "It's just like recording in like <laughs> it's just his shithole basement." <laughs> we did it. We did that. We recorded that record in two days. I think like fourteen hours. Just did it so quick, and there's like fuck ups on it. Do you
0: ever go back to it?
1: I haven't listened to that in years. Like maybe four years. Yeah. I, I haven't. I just I remember we relearned some of those songs for uh, our first reunion show, and I went back and listened to them. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that happened.
0: But. Yeah. But I guess at that time you were just shitting songs out, right?
1: We wrote those songs. In <laughs> and like the two splits weeks. as well. We wrote those songs in, like, two weeks.
0: More emphasis was on what samples to have before the song. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the actual yeah. right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, like, kind of a testament to, like, Pat, too, is, like, he was writing... I mean, writing lyrics for, like, 12 songs, granted, like, you
0: know... I mean, he had a, something to follow. He had a, he knew what he was writing about, didn't he, but...
1: That's kind of the thing. Like, those songs, like, we had an idea. Like, those songs are all about, like, pretty much the same thing, you know? Like, uh, it wasn't really until, like, the next record that we, like, started to, like, think about songs and write them. Like, that record... Like, the first record took two weeks to write. That one took... The second record took six, seven months to write, you know? Yeah. It's, it's It was, like, an entirely different
0: thing. Um but yeah, that was a cool time. Yeah. So, and, and, um, at that time for like, I feel like up to fun titled, like every, like one weekend a month, like every three months, there'd be a week tour. Like you were playing constantly, right?
1: Yeah. And especially like in Philly too. Yeah. Like we were just, I mean, so Pat and I were living at that house. Um, and I dropped out of school. Pat dropped out of school. Um, and like, it was all we did. You know, yeah. we worked at this arcade together. Uh, at one point before we went on a big long tour, we both got jo- second jobs at the mall, like <laughs> together. <laughs> like, together like, yeah. like Like he worked at the coffee shop in the mall and I worked at the Gap like part time. <laughs> and like, I would just like, Go on my break and visit them. And be like, wow, our lives are real bad, aren't they? <laughs> like, <laughs> this sucks. Um, but yeah, you know, like it. It uh, we and then yeah, we started playing. We just didn't like a lot of other stuff that was going on in our lives. So it was just like it was just this amazing new fun thing that we we're like addicted to playing these shows. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It became really good. I mean, in Philly, and, and then once we started playing Philly, is when we started to meet a lot of other bands, and, like, we met, like, everyone everywhere. Um Which is
0: funny, because they're from down the road from where you're from, right? I went to high school with those guys, <laughs> and I never
1: talked to them once. Yeah. And then, like, I was like, oh, you guys were in that crap emo band in high school. Now you're in this, like, cool emo band. <laughs>
0: yeah, now you turn out amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um And it's just, like, became really good friends with those guys. Um, You know, Andrew's, like, Andrew... McQuiston's new band bearings we played with a lot like kind of like that like small brown small brown bike ish kind of thing like it was cool to just meet bands and you know you started like i remember like when we wrote fun title like half those songs we were like oh this part should sound like everyone everywhere like we were just like we were so influenced by like our friends bands at that time which i feel like now if i'm in a band that's like writing songs it's like oh what would the beatles do it's like you know you kind of like there was a point in time where it's like, you really just took influence from like your friends. Yeah. And I mean, st- I still do. And you um, were
0: around a group of friends that wrote amazing songs as well. Like especially we were everyone everywhere.
1: Yeah. I mean that I, st- that record I still listen to the first one. Oh, both
0: of them for me. Like
1: I, yeah. And the, the second one too, more recently I've gotten into, but like that first, I still like, yeah. Cause it just, as a drummer too if you were like who's your favorite drummer i'd be like brendan graham (laughs) not even a question and like you know how many people know who i'm talking about you know what i mean like but it's just that guy he he kind of playing shows with them like pushed me to try and be better you know um but yeah that band yeah
0: but i think it's like cool and like not unique obviously but like it's rare to get three people that are all on the same wavelength right we're doing this yeah and, and it, that's important. like you know, you could have been like you said a bearings or in everyone everywhere where it's like or like if um uh like Domino theory people carried on, so it was the four right. of you, you'd have had a member that wasn't on the same wavelength
1: right, and that you know obviously ended up happening anyway, but for like two, three years, yeah, it was just the three of us. it's all we wanted to do. it's all we cared about. it's all we did, yeah, um we. You know, if you, it's funny because like people, I think in hindsight, think of Sprainerd as like a, not a big band, but like a band that like did pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like we probably went on, I mean, I, with Sprainerd, we probably did 25 tours in like four years, right? yeah. like five years, like twenty twenty 20 tours, let's say 20 tours. And we probably made money on one of them.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. and
1: by made money I mean like came home with like three hundred bucks. Yeah. To like pay half my rent. Yeah. And then like go try and find a new job. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you we kind I think back and realize like wow, I just did this for four years of my life just to
0: do it. You know, yeah, yeah. I wasn't
1: like, it wasn't a job. And it wasn't, um, it was a it hindrance wasn't... on my life, if
0: anything. <laughs> but it wasn't like, right, if we carry on do this, we're going to become a bigger band. It was like, let's just carry on doing this and like, just take it organically. We're not going to push for anything, blah, blah, blah. Up until a, obviously there was a point where that stuff come in, but that was like part two, right?
1: Yeah. Kind of part <laughs> two, because like for so long, we just wanted to do it because it felt so good. Yeah, it just yeah. felt like it was the only thing we wanted to do forever. And I still feel that way. Yeah.
0: And we were saying about the lyrics, like, but like them lyrics were totally authentic and sincere. Right. Like about doing something and like talking to people about like things that were important. Yeah. It's like,
1: I joke, like, you know, every song in that first record is about the same thing, but it's cause like, that's all we cared about. Yeah. You know, we cared about like building this thing that was important to us. And, you know, like, look, like I said, like, it's all I wanted to do at that point. And when you talk about like bands trying to get bigger and trying to make more money, it's because it's what they want to do. And like, you can't, you can't just, just do that forever. You can't, I couldn't, yeah. You know, where like, I probably wouldn't have like any friends if like, you know, or just like, I wouldn't have any, you know, you need to kind of like grow roots and like have a life. Yeah. sort of so it's kind of hard to sustain that if you're just gone and like not having jobs and like it's really hard to maintain a normal healthy life it it became yeah. unhealthy to try and keep doing that. yeah yeah unsustainable
0: um, money but also mental health and yeah so the first answer
1: was like okay let's try and keep doing this but maybe like be smarter about like the shows we play and like was that before
0: you broke up or like when you came back well, I guess like I feel like we're jumping a little bit. Yeah, maybe talk about. But like Asian know. Man, like how did Fun Titled, like Asian Man get involved? Because before that, it was the album, and like a lot of it was Runner Up Records, right? Which yeah, was Sean. Sean that we spoke about. So our
1: friend Sean was an intern. He, our friend Sean put out the first record, and he was an intern at um, Asian Man, and he um, wanted to. Uh, he put the first record out and we were like, Sean, you're an intern Asian man. Like just <laughs> can can you can you can you like ask Mike Park if he'll put out our record? Yeah. Like kind of just like long shot. And then he just asked Mike Park and Mike was like, uh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, like we just had a phone call with Mike. He's like, you know, I just want to make sure you guys are cool. Like I I love, like, I like your band. Uh, It sounds cool. I just, Asian Man's like a family. And I always, like, before I, like, put a band's record out, I want to make sure, like, they get what I'm about. And, like, we did, you know, we just meshed really well. We cared about a lot of the same things, like, similar, you know, politics and stuff. So that that really worked out. And uh, to this day, like, (laughs) Asian Man's the best, yeah. label i've ever
0: i mean you still see on. like like um i guess on the way here we listen to that new lemuria record like that's on asian man yeah and um like yeah bands come back to asian man because it's like oh we tried that and um asian man's just the dopest thing it
1: is i mean like and there's something about too like the f- he cares so much about his bands yeah um he like when we started having those conversations after fun titled like okay we're touring and like people like this like you know it seems like kids are coming out to these shows
0: was that straight away do you think
1: fun is when we started having the conversations like because i think the record came out a bunch of people started downloading it because we put it up for free a bunch of people started downloading it and like kids started coming to the shows like we played philly and like 50 to 100 kids would like fill up a house and like go crazy yeah um and then we played the one show I remember Pat and I had a conversation after was, uh, we played stay sweet fest.
0: Yeah. Richmond
1: in Richmond. And it was like bonkers. <laughs> it was like, kids were going crazy. Um, a couple hundred kids freaking out. I mean, that was the first time I had experienced like a bunch of kids. I didn't yeah know we're just going crazy <clears> for our band. And, um, and then again, like, the fest set after that we played a uh, 1982 and it like sold out and yeah it was just this started to get weird like we were playing these like venues of like 200 people and like the kids were coming and it was cool and pat and i started to have the conversation i was like you know going back to when i just started liking music like listening to blink 182 that's what i wanted to do play. i just wanted to play drums i wanted to <clears throat> play music i didn't I didn't get good grades in school. I didn't have aspirations to do other stuff. It's just like, I've kind of like felt like I found my thing early on. And I thought that in like when I met Pat, like um, he had the same thing. He just like wanted to be in bands, you know? Um, So like, as things started to get crazier, um, that's when like, like you said, how like we had three people all on the same wavelength. It just stopped being that way, like pretty quickly.
0: We're, yeah. Like, cause fun titled, um, was like that European tour with caves. So yeah. And fun title was out for like a year. And oh, cause then, you were like, right, we're going to do three months. That's how it worked. Right.
1: We were like, we fun titled had been out for a year. It went really well. And then we did the EP. X and Oh, Square. of course. Yeah. yeah um, and that's when we started to take things, like, kind of seriously. We were like, okay, we're going to be a little more serious like, writing our songs and, like, write some more serious songs and, like, you know, think about them in a different way as, like, not just, like, what we think sounds cool but, like, what people like, you know, okay, maybe. Yeah. Not, not in, like, terms of, like, writing for, like, oh, we know kids will like this. It's just more in terms of, like, following general songwriting rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe...
1: We shouldn't have this, like, weird noodly part because, like, that's weird sometimes. You know, like, we kind of started to question ourselves a little more. And that's when we started to get really serious. We are like, let's tour three months. So we did... Just to see how it was or to see... Or the, well, let's should, quit our jobs, fully quit our jobs and tour yeah. and see if we can live off this. Yeah, see dive off of goes. the
0: cliff and just see if... Let's do what it. What happens.
1: And... um. <clears throat> Like, we did about a month in the U.S., maybe three weeks in the U.S., and that was right around that crazy um, Stay Sweet Fest show. And Pat and I had a conversation after that set, and he was just like, dude, this might be getting too crazy for me. Like, this might be over my head. I don't know if I... I think he was saying, like, you know, I don't know if, like, I like this.
0: Yeah, if he's comfortable with it. Yeah.
1: Kids were going, like, crazy. It was, like... You know, that's when we started to have like the conversations. Like, our kids going like too crazy at a show, like, our yeah. show's like safe, you know. Um, so he was like, I don't know if I like this, and he's just having doubts. Um, and then when we got to the the European leg of the tour, so we did a tour for a month in the US, all shows were good. Got to the um, European leg, and like, two months
0: I mean, you were there, you were on the yeah. tour. <laughs> not following like in the van you were in the van
1: <laughs> you were you were tour morale tour morale booster for the tour um that like two two days into that show pat like kind of pulls mark and i aside he's just like yeah i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> like kind of like two days into like a two-month tour like yeah, yeah this isn't my thing
0: yeah um because you're not just doing another two and a half weeks and you you in Europe. are you're also going back and doing the psychics month, delayed tour right month, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like, it, it, you know, it'd be like kind of like the way I always like described it is like the way I felt at least about it. Like I felt horrible, you know, I just this person, I've been my only friend, you know, my only two friends, the only people I've been hanging out with for like three years, four years, five years. Um, all of a sudden, like one of them's like, yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. Just like didn't really want to budge in the conversation, didn't really want to
0: yeah because even mark who's like mr mr normal had like quit his job and like yeah. stopped his career aspirations
1: mark was going to like a good school mark <laughs> mark was going to like like a good expensive school and we were like quit for spring and he was like okay <laughs> It's just like you know so he was he was a little upset too and it just it but it kind of led to some better conversations down the line i think but at the time yeah i was just mad like i was just so mad bummed um and i kind of equated it to like you know say you're going on like a it's like wow dating this person everything's going great and we're going on this month-long vacation yeah and then you get like day two they're like we're breaking up <laughs> and you're like well what do we do now for the next month you know i feel weird about this now yeah. like, so um that was weird the rest of the tour i mean that i think about that tour that like it was some of the most fun i've ever had in a weird way because i felt so crazy like i think yeah. we had like you and i had fun
0: yeah yeah i think we bonded more then than we'd ever had before
1: yeah and it's it's weird because like i was so mad at pat at that time like the decisions he was making but like i was still having so much fun with him yeah it was yeah, like
0: yeah 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 he's like
1: ah you don't yeah. want to do this with me anymore but like still want to hang out with you and you know, it was just I felt so conflicted. I think he did too. Oh, It was a, a weird. I mean, it was just a weird time in all of our lives. So then, like after that, we did the delay tour, which like that was just the tour from.
0: Because like, didn't Psychics put out last minute? Psychics dropped had to off. Go home.
1: Mark, Mark.
0: <laughs> so that tour, that tour started with ten people,
1: I think. Sidekicks for delay three and a tour
0: manager it's like a horror movie They got picked and, off one of the time seriously
1: okay so tour started with 12 people all sidekicks go home that's four gone so they have eight people and then
0: and also when you're having a bad time you want to see the band of a generation every night yeah like okay I get, yeah cool i get to see the sidekicks like whatever Could and then they, they oh yeah they're like no we're going home and the then, like they, they were dealing with great. they
1: were dealing with their own thing like i was like we weren't like you yeah know, yeah you guys but like they like they had to do what they had to do obviously um which was like a crazy time. And then the delay tour, the delay part of the tour was just sprayed in delay. And like, um, because of some other stuff, delays drummer had to go home. Like he had like family stuff going on at home and like personal stuff. So he went home for like a week. Did you fill in? I filled in for delay. At the same time that he went
0: home, Mark got gallstones. And flew, For drinking too much soda.
1: Drinking too much soda and eating too much burritos because we were like straight edge kids on this tour that like didn't know how to handle. So like Mark went home. So the tour went from twelve people to five people, which was Sprainerd was me and Pat and Ryan and Austin switching off on base from delay playing like pat and i played a two-piece green day set one night in salt lake city is the worst shit you've ever seen yeah just people were probably so bummed and then we played one of the best shows we have ever played in la of that tour with mark with mark mark came back uh Delay's drummer came back, so it was, like, back to seven on the tour, like, full <laughs> Delay, it's brand full strength, and we got robbed. Like, it was the first time we were kind of making money on tour, yeah. and all our money was gone. Jeez. Just got robbed. And then our van broke, and, like, it was just... Pat was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, why? But I also
0: yeah maybe don't like, if like there's a I, part of me that's religious like i'm being told something right now totally
1: <laughs> right yeah like someone's like maybe you shouldn't do it anymore either man um but uh so that ended and we played planet x fest as the last show of that tour and that ended up being the last Sprainerd show for however long yeah or no we played a philly show after like to, to end the tour with fly yeah. united it's like fitting oh okay <laughs> that was yeah. like the last kind of Sprainerd show um and then we announced we were breaking up because I I texted pal I was like dude I just can't if you don't want to do this all the way I'm just I'm I, I so
0: was he happy to pull back and just go to like he was like I'll do this all the time and like, or like now and again and just like a part time band or just like a normal band for most people
1: yeah he was like I want to go like get a get a real life I want to like have a real life and just be stable and at the time I was like that sounds so dumb to me yeah like I I didn't get it at the time I get it now. Uh, but I didn't get it at the time. So
0: you were like all or nothing?
1: Yeah, I was like, no, I'm just going to go do another band then. Like, I'm not doing this like that. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I think it's like, as you say it out loud, it's just like, wow, it's kind of like an irrational
0: uh, it is what it is, person.
1: It. But it's just like at the time, it's it's all, I was so all in on it. It's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to, you know, honestly, at that point in my life, I just wanted to play music and be a drummer yeah and I didn't almost didn't care how I did it so that's how um on that tour is when I started talking to Mimi about joining Nona and then I did that for a while and it didn't work
0: (laughs) yeah yeah okay so um if you had so the, sprainers
1: done at this yeah. point and yeah. the
0: episode before this is with mimi and she talks about how nona that situation right quite a bit and i think i'd love to talk to you about it but maybe episode two yeah yeah we don't have to <laughs> but like yeah. when so so i mean that
1: band nona changed my life it was yeah. important for me to be in that band but yeah it's it's you know mimi would have more to say about it than i would i think and just in terms of her experience with it i mean I basically joined that band as, like, I want to be in a band that, like, writes good songs and just, like, I want to be in a fucking, like, rock
0: band. I I mean, yeah, both those things you ticked off the list.
1: Yeah, I just want to, like, I want people, I want to, I don't want to play, like, big DIY clubs, I want to play fucking stadiums. (laughs) I want to, like, I want Pearl Jam to open for Nona. (laughs) Like, it was just, like, it was, like, that kind of, like, aspiration. You know, it just, that never works. It just doesn't. Yeah. Um, But we had... I learned how to write a song. I learned how to, like, be in a band with new people that weren't yeah. the same people I was in a band with for my whole yeah, life, that's you know? Wild. So that was cool. Um, and, yeah. But then... Uh, Springer came back. So, what, like, how this...
0: Like, why? Because <sighs> at the same time... Wait, did you have... Nona no, no, you didn't have the compilation record for the first show back, right? I think we did. Okay, so then there was a new song on that.
1: We did. We we got together and we wrote a new song. Um,
0: so why that compilation record was that? Because Asian Man wanted to put it out, or you were, or like
1: Asian Man had wanted to put something out like that? Because we we had so many seven inches, yeah. and I know they like to do that too. They like to kind of like compile things, yeah, yeah, LPs, yeah. and I, I thought it was a cool idea. I've always wanted to do something like that. Um, I thought it kind of like. You know, at that time, we had a lot of people that, like, wanted something from our band. They were, like, you know, asking, are you guys still a band? Like, you know, can you put something out, play a show? So we were just, like... And I guess Pat and I had hung out a few times, and since, like, the band was breaking up, and just said, you know, like, why don't we just, like, play a show, see how it feels, you know? Yeah. Nothing serious, just, like, let's play a show and see how it feels. And... Um, we started talking to people about where it should be, who we should get to play. And we started talking to R five new book shows, the first Unitarian church, which is like, that was like our venue we went to
0: as kids. Like, that was like, we, we would go see band. like strike
1: anywhere and paint it black. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, it's a world renowned punk venue, isn't it's, it? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's, you know, it's crazy. Um, I mean, we had played there. <laughs> the cool, I didn't even mention the coolest thing Brainerd ever did was <laughs> open for kid dynamite there. Like to two years before that um so that was the first time we like played there yeah. um but yeah so we were like oh we're gonna headline a show at the church oh my god like nobody's gonna go <laughs> yeah did
0: you were you like i th-
1: it, that that venue fits like 600 people yeah and i it, we, the most sprained had ever played to was like 100 so i was like oh 150 people maybe because like we haven't played a and show does that a venue
0: suit 150 200 people like is it if fine? it would
1: be like it would be like weird <laughs> okay. i've seen shows
0: at the church with 100 people and it's just like whoo so who is telling you to play there not at
1: uh andy level? who plays in uh painted black who books for r5 um was like yeah we should just do it there it'll be great like we'll just do it there it'll be great and we we're like uh okay sure <laughs> yeah like i guess we'll try it felt weird to us because we never we never even dealt with like production companies like this before you yeah, know yeah yeah so then um He's like, all right, tickets go on sale tomorrow. We hadn't announced any support bands. It was just, like, experience playing a show. And then it sold out in, like, 10 hours. Yeah. It sold out. Like, we sold, like, 600 tickets in, like, 10 hours. And that was, like, okay. Maybe. How did that
0: feel? Crazy.
1: (laughs) 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 It's still, like, the coolest, like, when we got the text, like, oh, sold out. We were just, like, it's still, like, one of the coolest things that's happened to me. Um, Yeah. Then we played the show, and it was, I mean... Is
0: that up there, or is it the defining?
1: There's two shows in that year that are probably the two best shows I've ever played. Uh, It's that one, and then the fest show the next year at uh, Eight Seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we played. Yeah, we. (laughs) It's just crazy. We played like 45 minutes. That's the longest we've ever played. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember. Um, on. uh... That first UK tour, like, Pat couldn't play for more than 15 minutes,
1: no, right? No, no. We would play 15, 20-minute <laughs> sets just because we... Well, first of all, it's, like, it's cooler to play Yeah, stuff. of
0: course. It's better when bands play shorter. But,
1: um, yeah. So we played 45 minutes. <clears throat> that was awesome. And then we after that, we just started having conversations like, hey, if we can do this in a responsible way and not let the same thing happen again and try and, like, do this. You know, Pat kind of came to me, like, listen, I, I do want to do this cool. again. yeah, yeah. I'm not happy And with... what was
0: Nona at the se- at the moment? At that Nona time. was fizzling out. Um, do you think you'd have stuck with Nona a bit longer if Sprainhead hadn't come up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, to this day, Mimi and I have conversations, like, do you want to play music together? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I just, there was something special about the way Mimi and I wrote songs together, and she comes with these, like, just... She's just, like... There's something about the way, I mean, I could gush about her and that, Yeah. the way she writes songs all day, but it's just like, there's something about that band that still feels like, I don't know if I could do it. I don't like, I think about that record that her and I did together with like Mike and it's just like, I don't know if I can be a part of something better than that. Okay. I like think about it that yeah. way. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's like the best I can do. Um.
0: So, so I, do, you, I, do you prefer the remaster or the remix or the OG? Yeah, I like the OG. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the record, I like the OG. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so that's... And it was on the way out as well, I guess. I mean, so it's not like Nona was like a band and then Sprainard come along and it was like... It
1: was just like, yeah, I wasn't doing much. Um, Sprainard was, you know... And Mark was down? Mark was down, but he had a job he got a you know after sprainard he finished school and was became a teacher so he had a job
0: not not quitting his job again (laughs) to do of course not
1: why would he trust us um (laughs) so yeah like he you know like we were like of course not it's just funny because then at the get again at the time i was like man why don't you want to do this and he's like why the hell would i want to do this again like full time
0: yeah um And you can't argue with that. You're like, okay, I can see where you are coming from.
1: You can try and argue with it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, when you think, when you look back and think about things like hindsight, it's so easy to be like, wow, my friends are so logical and I'm just not, you know, it (laughs)
0: makes you really
1: feel weird about yourself.
0: But But yeah, so how are you writing, like how... Are you playing shows and then you think, Oh, let's write a record, or are you like, right, let's write a record and then maybe we'll play some shows? Yeah,
1: we played some shows, like some like we did like a little two week reunion tour kind of thing. Like after after the, the show, we we're like, Oh, we'll play like an East Coast set of shows. Yeah. They were good. And then we came home, we're like, All right, let's maybe write a record and um that's when we started writing Mabel. And I will say this, I don't remember writing those songs (laughs) I like don't remember that time of my life that well um
0: with I know it was before that UK tour which was April to September 2014
1: yeah that's when we started kind of getting tours that were like booking agent tours and like support tours like we did that tour we
0: did a tour Jeff Rosenstock and J-Tree had already like J-Tree was gonna put put out the record um how so how did that happen how was that they reached out to us they
1: were like we want to put out your record, we're a label again, and we were like, Oh, we love,
0: I mean, yeah, everything
1: you've done. And then we met up with Darren and just same kind of thing conversations with Asian man, like they were just cool, yeah. you know. It was the first time we ever signed like a contract, though. So it was like a contract,
0: not you, though, not me, no, I, no, <laughs>
1: so many contracts. I had signed a big one, <laughs> um. <clears throat> um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so. so that must
0: have been like, like we're back and Jade Tree, like, because that works like with the Sprainers ethic F- or whatever. It's like the most local label that, you, apart from Creep Records. But it was
1: like a big label too for us. That put
0: out like probably out of your 10 favorite records yeah. ever as a teen or teenage records. Like that's six probably.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, like Painted Black Kid Dynamite. Uh, Strike Anywhere. Strike Anywhere. Fan, right. And then even, like, later on, like, Promise Ring, yeah. like, Just Brazil, like, just stuff like that. It's just, like, wow, it's a flawless label, you know? Like, they just have so many good... So well, it was until the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> until the last Brainerd, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so yeah, that was cool. Um, and then pretty quickly, I mean, we can go into it, but, like, pretty quickly, it just kind of happened again. Yeah like i i don't know any other way to put it besides like we did it for a year and like uh it just kind of happened again where so mark left the band left so mark was like i'm not going to do this full time and we were like we are okay whether you do it or not and he said okay i'm not going to do it
0: and then so jake we said joined. okay we're
1: right. going to get a replacement okay yeah and jake Mark did Mabel. Mark recorded Mabel. But then after that, Jake joined the band as like a touring bass player. Um, but then pretty quickly we did like two tours and Pat was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah. So how, what, what, like, Um. so you knew Jake for quite a while, right? Yeah. I knew Jake it seemed like through the-
1: playing in bands. Like we had a pretty, Pat and I had pretty short conversations of like who it could be. Yeah. Um, And Jake was just like, Yeah. Like he, we knew sure. he was good and he came up for a practice and we were like, yeah, just, you know, probably just fun title to Mabel. Just like learn whatever you can off those records, practice for three days and see what we can get done. Yeah. And we asked him like the week before, like, oh, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I know it all. And we were like, like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I know all of it. And he just played sick. He just yeah. knew all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like the type of guy, like I knew, I know if Sprainer was going to play a show tomorrow
0: he, he would be the most ready. Yeah, yeah. Pat, no, you <laughs> no. maybe, no, yeah, like I, like I don't
1: know. He would, he would, he would just have it down. He's like, I still, I hung out with him a couple months ago, uh, and yeah, he's just, he's like one of my top five, just
0: favorite people. Yeah. So how was like I always saw it as somewhat. Obviously, I'm not in Sprained, but like the minute Mark left, that's not that's a different Sprained.
1: It became more of like a.
0: Not in a good or a bad way, but that's a different thing.
1: It was. It became more of like, a, oh, we're just trying to be like a real band now. And Spraynerd was never trying to be a real band. We we're always just trying to be, do our do our thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like to romanticize it that way.
0: Like, it's just, it was different back then. But I mean, for you, but it must be it for you. Was, you were younger yeah. and you yeah. had that freedom. Yeah, I mean. So it was different.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. Now, the thing I do still romanticize is that time period for not just our band, but for a lot of bands is really special. Yeah. I think about like bands like Algernon, bands like Snowing.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um,
1: yeah. I think we kind of fell into that category too, where it's like there were bands that like could tour and did it all the time and a ton of kids liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't have record labels. They didn't have like booking agents.
0: And then, But then you'd also bounce to the um the iron chic uh yeah iron chic puts out their own records like yeah and like um and like that scene you could be part of and like go on tour with those bands yeah and those bands were thriving as well
1: and it's just like this it was this world of like bands that were popular
0: yeah that didn't need i think things work in circles and that was definitely a right of course we're diy and then slowly the booking agents come through and like i guess if the next generation is like we just said like your modern baseball yeah coming from a totally different place still like sincere in what they want to do right but like a totally different place
1: oh they yeah they were sincere what they wanted to do but they just like had the right people around them to
0: to do it in the way they wanted which is like But you I... had the right people sprain had the right people to do it diy which you did as totally
1: well. exactly yeah and it, it that's what's like I just think about that specific time, that two, three years where it's like, wow, th- that's just so sick how like there was these bands that just did it on their own terms for that long. Yeah. And like you said, it does come in cycles. I think like right now we're just in a period where like, that's really hard to do. I, I can't yeah. think of a band yeah. that's like a huge band or like a popular band. Just that, like Reviver, I guess. but Yeah.
0: But And, and th- that's because they made sure that they, I don't know, like Reviver is an anomaly now.
1: Actually when that gloss band started getting big, I was like, Oh, this is like yeah. Resurging in in, in like just this like kind of thriving from Counter DIY. Culture, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I mean it's like Fuck yeah. your
0: salt culture, we'll make our own. <laughs>
1: yeah, like that kind of thing. Um so that, that but yeah, you're right, it does come in ways. But yeah, um yeah, I don't I don't think it's it's I don't know. I feel so conflicted talking about stuff that happened like five years ago. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah. I feel different about it now than I did then, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but, um, well, you, when you're in the eye of storm is you, you're just so hypersensitive to it all as well. And you're just,
1: I know, man. I mean, I was, yeah, I was just like, I must've been so horrible to be around back then when I was just like mad all the time <laughs> about this stuff happening. But yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, Sprainard, like you've never still like officially broke up right like to a wider world right
1: yeah i mean so the way um what happened at the end is we had a tour booked but not announced and pat just you know came to me kind of like dude i can't i can't do this anymore like i'm having like i'm having like too much like anxiety about this like i just can't do this so we canceled the tour and um pat and i didn't talk for a while after that i went back to school pat went back to school and we just kind of like went on with our lives a little bit that that was what like two three years ago now i think
0: probably yeah um
1: and i yeah i didn't play (laughs) i really didn't play music too much for like three years four years
0: yeah because i guess yeah so you play drums in slaughter beach dog but like yeah like that's just playing drums
1: And, and dude, that that, band like creative until recently that band was, you know, two shows a year. Yeah. Uh, And then more recently we started doing some short tours and, uh, but yeah, I, I really, it wasn't like, I really kind of lost, uh, and like when I go back to like thinking about how I started playing drums and like I was saying, I was addicted to learning and getting better. I lost that. Like I just stopped playing the instrument. Yeah, I stopped. Um and uh just focused on school. Um got a degree. Nice. Felt good. Um What's it in? Political science. Nothing nothing important. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh yeah, just like government <laughs> politics. Okay, cool, uh, cool. I did I did focused on like public policy. Yeah. So like lawmaking and Yeah. It's cool. I could maybe get a useful job with it someday, but probably not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So right now, are you back on, like, I Love Drumming? Like, you're back in it on that zone?
1: I play every day now. Cool.
0: So you, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, um, yeah, so, like, going back to when I started doing um, Joyce Manor, like, I mean, that's a whole nother
0: yeah, Story. so like, so, so yeah, when you got that text from Joyce Manor, was you like stoked on drumming? Were you slowly getting back into it? Or like, did you still want to be a drummer and that's what you wanted to do? Or did you pretend that's not what you wanted to do, but you did? Or like, well, it's funny because
1: I had like just finished school and I was like, when I was in school, I mean, I took the law school test, I was going to like go to law school. I was like going down that road. Like, I'm just going to be. Try and be successful doing this Because I was never good at school And then I went back And I got really good grades And I was like I'm just gonna do this Um, And I I loved it I became like passionate about it I loved it And I had not a thought in my head About playing music And then Like it was like Like a Almost like to the day That I was like Just finished my last class Like it was just like I got this text That was just like Hey man It's Barry from Joyce Manor Like we met a few times (laughs) We need a drummer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the light bulb goes off in your head. And I was just
1: like, oh, I love that band. (laughs) Um, And they'll probably hear this and laugh about it. But, yeah, I hadn't played drums in like three years (laughs) when they asked me. Yeah. And they were like, could you do it? Could you learn like 20, 25 songs in like two weeks? And in my head, I was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But in my, I, I my like out loud, I was like, yeah, totally, dude, no problem. And in my head, I was like, that's impossible. <laughs> um, so since that day, I've played drums every day. <laughs>
0: cool. But well, because you want to, as well as because. Because oh. I just, it was that's like your thing now.
1: It was just, it was like, I don't know if the timing was, if it happened any other time. Like if he asked me when I was in school, yeah. if he asked me that question two years ago, I probably would have said no. Yeah. And I probably would have been really conflicted about it. But because I was done school, I felt accomplished about yeah. that. I yeah. felt conflicted about what I wanted to do. It just popped back into my head like, wow, what I always wanted to do is just like right there if I want it. Yeah. So just like I might as well just dive in yeah, yeah, and yeah. see where it takes me. Yeah. And it's been
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's, yeah, tell me about um, being in Joyce Manor. It's sick. There's, it's like, I, I'm still of the opinion of like, I can still
1: talk about it like a band I like because I'm like, yeah, I didn't have anything to do with the songs yet, So you know? you're
0: like, so you live on the east coast; they live on the west. Yeah, I live in Philly, um, and they
1: live in LA. And they were like, yeah, so we're playing this festival. We want you to play, and then we have a tour. Could you do both? I said sure, and I learned the songs, played twenty songs at the festival. Wow. Practiced for, like, two days before the festival. I practiced with them twice and then played the show. And um, maybe three times. Yeah, I practiced for, like, a few days with them for the show. Played the show. Went great. Played right after Built to Spill. Just, like, (laughs) had a trailer at a big festival. It was just so new to me. (laughs) Like, like just, like, oh, my God. Like, I can't even
0: guys like do you want or oh, girl whoever the sound person is do you want anything in your monitor what, what do you mean i was what like do you mean <laughs> i know i honestly i was like can you
1: just make it sound like it would if i was out there and they're like they were looking at me like you idiot like what are you doing up there yeah um so yeah i mean that we did that show and then i you know flew home um they flew me back out in uh, in um, like a couple weeks later, and I did a tour with them five week full U.S. tour.
0: Was that just Joyce Manor? Was it with another? It like... was
1: Joyce Manor co headlining with this band Waves.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, so big. Uh, that's pretty big. Like... I mean, the big cities we played,
1: uh, like Brooklyn, we played. I think it was like thirteen hundred people. Damn! Yeah. Um, and Boston was, like, 1,000. Philly was, like, 800. And, like, it was just, like, crazy amounts of yeah, people. Yeah, like, yeah. for me. Like, I... Do
0: you still get a bit, Oh.
1: Chicago was, like, 1,100. I mean, it was just... Yeah. It was crazy. Every night was crazy. Uh, San Diego was the first night of the tour. I was so nervous. I was, like, shaking before we played. And we go out, and we opened with, um... Uh... What we open with heart tattoo. Yeah. It's like fast pop punk song. And these fucking kids in San Diego, like a thousand people I'm playing, not looking up. And I look up and it's the biggest goddamn circle. (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. And they're all like 17, 18. And I was like, my life is perfect.
0: (laughs) It it was just so sick.
1: That was like the moment where I was like, wow. Like this is like, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, and then since then, um, just been going out there. and
0: must be cool for them to get those fit. Like, you're feeling all these things for the first time that they might not have thought about for a little while. So they're like, yeah, you know, like, obviously I take stock in myself and I realize how fortunate and how dope the stuff that we do is. But because you're seeing this for the first time, like, I'm feeling that off you as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, in a lot of ways they feel like, refreshed with it too just because it's a new member like i think like the way we all play together has been really exciting like we're all excited like i think we sound really good right now like um like I like playing fast, you know? Yeah, so yeah. they're like, oh, we can play like our fast songs like really fast, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you should.
0: Yeah, like, and you're going to play your slow songs fast and you're going to play your mid paced <laughs> no, songs no, 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 fast. No. Yeah.
1: That's what Nona taught me. <laughs> Nona taught me slow songs, slow, fast songs, fast.
0: Yeah, you were um, so slow in Nona. In like, compared to when you got back to spray, it's yeah, like, I know. oh, I've got back, yeah. back like, to spray speed.
1: But that was a new thing for me, too. That's what made me realize, like, you know, you think about, um, so doing that tour was five weeks of like, out like we play an hour every night. Wow, which is wow. 20, 20, 24, 25 Joyce Manor songs is about an hour. <laughs> um, so it's like, that yeah twenty five like pop punk songs like fast it's like it's yeah fucking grueling like
0: I are you doing exercises when you're not on tour?
1: I have to warm up every night for like an hour before we play, like just on my pad and stretch. Um, and like get up and move around and I really can't drink before we play. Um, and I mean, it just was like, it made me realize like, wow, being in a band, like a a band like that, when you're on that level is like, it's not like just, it's work.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, it's like,
1: you're rewarded, obviously. Um, it's like, you know, you make good money and it's like it's crazy seeing all these kids who like, like your band. Yeah. But it's like, it's hard, man. It's yeah, really yeah. like every night, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it, you're on, it I were I was a bartender before that like that's a hard job. Yeah you know, yeah yeah <laughs> that yeah That job yeah. sucks like this job's great.
0: But um but yeah, you when do you see bands like big bands like fuck up an intro? Not very often because that's because yeah. they're
1: good. Yeah, and it's it, they work really hard at it and I think that's what I'm starting to get used to now and that's that's why I'm so um excited about just what i can do now and like what because this is all i've wanted all i've wanted to do is just have the time all day to just yeah. play drums all day yeah and that's what i've been getting back into so like going back to your earlier question like no right now is like not your question for like a fucking hour yeah. ago like no i'm not playing the best drums i've ever played right now that was probably back like that yeah. fun title
0: era but like you're on the way
1: that's like my goal is yeah. to just be like i need to be like I just want to be better than everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It sounds weird. It's like... Well, no, no. I think... um, Because you're being competitive with yourself rather than other people. Right. It sounds like you're like, I want to be better than you, you, you. But it's like, no, I just want to be the best drummer I can be. And it's not to... Yeah. You know, yeah. The competition is with yourself.
1: But it kind of is too. Like, I... I don't want to, like, sugarcoat it because, like, I am super competitive. Yeah. Um, Like... And it's just funny. Like, every night, if we, like... If we play with, like, bands where, like... And that was the thing. We did the tour with um, Waves and Culture Abuse, and yeah. both of their drummers are, like, so good. Yeah. So every night, like, they'd play... Like, they'd both play for us, and then we'd play last, and it's, like... Like, the nights we play last, would be, like... You know, the one... Like, Ross, the drummer of Culture Abuse, is, like, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just be watching him, like, getting, like, angry at myself. Like, God, that guy's fucking better than me. And it just, like, <laughs> made me... I'd be like, I'm just going to go sit in the green room and like warm up for like an hour and just like make sure I kill it tonight. Like that was kind of like my, the, the mentality. I just, yeah, just every night, just like, don't take a night off. You know, it's, it's kind of like the night, uh, the, uh, mentality I started to get.
0: Yeah. And, um, are you writing with those guys?
1: Yeah. Uh, after the tour, um, came back, basically they were like, Oh, do you just want to be in the band? And I was like, um (laughs) (laughs) let me think about it yeah sure um so yeah uh we i flew out um for like you know a couple week-long sessions and we wrote you know the i the the way it kind of works like Barry kind of has like pretty good song ideas like structures and then we kind of work them out together nice um so we wrote all the songs together like little over like I, like he had ideas in place but we kind of wrote the thing in like a
0: week yeah
1: like it kind of came together pretty quick and, and that was out in la i was out in la um and we're going we're gonna be recording early next year or no early this year fuck it's 2018
0: yeah when? when so like that? a few months cool i think march um, can you say who you're recording with okay i probably shouldn't yeah probably i'll you tell are. you after this <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's cool <laughs> um um yeah and now um it's cool though who recorded (laughs) it's sick (laughs) i'll tell you that (laughs) um yeah that's so but so this is like yeah cool spot to be in then
1: yeah uh it's it's awesome i get to play drums in a band that you enjoy like one of my favorite bands yeah yeah yeah. i i have always loved that band and just like now i get to write songs with them and the songwriting was just like it worked you know like we we worked really well together um it sounds like them. It sounds like Joyce Manor, but it's, it's different, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. Nice. It's, it's, it's like really exciting thing to be a part of again.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. Cause like on the way here, when we were talking, like we were talking about Joyce Manor together, like 2011, maybe so long. Ago. <laughs> like it, yeah. about it, them being such a great band. And like, imagine if at that point you was like, Oh yeah, we'll give it a few years.
1: I know. And I mean, that, that's kind of the thing. Like it's funny when I like, This sounds like I think about this a lot and I this probably sounds corny when I say it. I've never said it out loud, but it's like (laughs) I think about this all the time how like I started playing drums because in my head I was like 11, 12 and I was like, wow. I got Enema of the State And I was like I want to be in Blink-182 yeah, 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 And now I like Literally feel like I'm in Blink-182 <laughs>
0: Yeah Well, to be fair There's a few of their songs Where I'm like This is a Blink-182 Why not, dude Especially with the uh, The second vocals coming Yeah, well. I'm like Dude,
1: I know Like I get to be In like Yeah A pop punk band that, that kids like And like I, I'm in a band with people That like Are genuinely good people You yeah, know yeah. Like I feel Really good Unlike
0: Spraynard, Which I mean that helps. Seriously
1: <laughs> Episode two,
0: (laughs) in-depth, tell-all. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. It's sick. Yeah. Life's sick. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, so I guess you went from uh, this last year, you went from uh, being in No Bands and having No Bands on Epitaph, and now you have two. That's right. With with Epitaph buying Jay Tree's back catalogue as well. Um, my boss bought my other boss
1: <laughs> and now I have one boss for both my ultimate bands. boss. Yeah. End of, uh, end of
0: the game. Uh,
1: I've never met, uh, Mr. Brett boss, Brett, but I'm going too soon, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's
0: funny. Yeah. It's like imagine telling world. that 16 year old the Asian man epitaph and J tree.
1: Yeah. I got to put our record on all three. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This check all the boxes pretty much. It's sick. I never thought about it like that. That's
0: cool. Yeah, I think that's great. We should wrap it there with cool. such a high point. Yeah, and, uh, this is awesome. Yeah, catch you soon. Cool. I am every person that you've ever ignored. I am the flaming bag of dog shit on your porch. Used to think I was a savior, part of a Now see, I am nothing, no nothing at all. I am every reason that you Hey, thanks for listening all the way through hope you enjoyed the podcast my good friend liam engineered this episode as he has done all the rest check him out at At liam c audio our logo was done by jack smith and has been updated by stephen hill check them both out the music i talk over in the intro is by my buddy sean find his beats at soundcloud.com forward slash kfs1 the song you're hearing now underneath me is called applebee's bar and it's by sprainard